You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So let's get started. You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat Podcast, and I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. And on today's episode, Tori Russell, Ferguson Frontline Organizer, and on the behalf of many activists in the St. Louis area, I'm joined with Mike Brown Sr., the father of Mike Brown Jr. Today, we hold Black Lives Matter accountable. The movement that is catapulted into the limelight has forgotten about Ferguson and the Freedom Fight. Freedom fighters like King D. Seals, Edward Crawford, and Donye Jones have literally given their lives to the struggle, but have rarely spoken about and families are not taken care of. Brother Ali, Joshua Williams, and many other political prisoners from the Ferguson movement are incarcerated or have been and still has received no assistance from Black Lives Matter. What kind of movement are we building where we're saying Black Lives Matter, but the freedom fighters and the families are being left behind? Where is our restitution? Where is our organizing? Where is our building of a movement? We have groups like the Lost Voices and the Freedom Fighters here, and thousands of other youth activists in their 20s and 30s have been out in the streets protesting for months and months and years for years. Still forgotten. We're asking that Black Lives Matter leadership funds $20 million to Ferguson organizers, organizations, and community foundations to do the work. Well, folks, you just heard it. Black Lives Matter are now under the spotlight because the money that has been donated over the past year Estimated to be more than $90 million, $90 million have not been distributed properly, according to some local groups. Now, the headlines, when you go to your search and you type in these five words, Black Lives Matter Money Problems. There's 600, nope, let me rephrase that, 67,400,000 results. The top one from the Washington Examiner, Black Lives Matter pressured to hand over millions of dollars. With nearly 100 million raised last year alone, some left-wing activists are asking the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation to give some of that money back to the individuals in the streets. The second headline, exclusive, Black Lives Matter 
opens up about its finances. A financial snapshot shared exclusively with the Associated Press shows the Black Lives Matter Global Network took in lots of money. The third entry, Atlanta activists spent 200 grand in Black Lives Matter. The FBI has arrested the founder of a Black Lives Matter group in Atlanta on fraud and money laundering charges. Sir Major Page, 32, was accused Friday of misappropriating $200,000 in donations. People donated millions of dollars to the wrong Black Lives Matter. Donors tried to send an estimated $4.35 million to a California-based nonprofit called the Black Lives Matter Foundation. But found out that is not a real Black Lives organization formed by Elisa Garza, Patrice Cullors. No, it's a fake. So again, folks, we're talking $90 million that people are starting to ask questions about. So will the answers be adequate or do people really care where the money goes? Because there are some people and there's stories on the internet that think that these organizations like Black Lives Matter, the Lincoln Project, and other organizations who have local roots but are known nationally so they can collect millions of dollars in donations from across the world through national foundations. Hmm. I don't know. Some people, to me, I used to call it race hustling and poverty pimping because it's all off the backs and the pain and the suffering of black people. Like it's always been, you know, they call them grifters. They call them race hustlers. They call them a whole lot of different things. Because it's a billion dollar industry, the pain and suffering of black people. It it was bound to happen, okay? So this is from the Washington Examiner by Joseph Simerson, uh, March 5th, 2021. Uh, Michael Brown Sr., as well as a collective of black activists called the International Black Freedom Alliance, are demanding Black Lives Matter give them $20 million in order to continue the work they started. Outrage from Brown and other activists in Ferguson area stems from a recent report showing the National Black Lives Matter organization raised over $90 million in 2020. The surge of funding came during a summer of unrest as activists took to the streets for months in protests against alleged police brutality. Many demonstrations over the death of George Ford quickly turned violent, leading to an estimated hundreds of millions of dollars in property damage nationwide. So since then, the scrutiny over police practices has led to calls of dramatic changes in the criminal justice department, far left district attorney candidates with campaigns funded by billionaires such as George Soros, 
have won races in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and St. Louis with platforms based on restorative justice initiatives and eliminating cash bail. So again, folks, um, I thought this is an interesting topic to be covered by the Black Not Democrat podcast because, again, like I've always said, that the desperate Democrat Party have always used the pain and suffering of black people to raise money, billions and billions of dollars, to control trillions of dollars from Washington, D.C., to be sent back to these local areas. And the complaint that you're hearing from this, from this uh, activist in, in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, is the same that was coming from local leaders, leaders way before, way before George Floyd, way before Barack Obama and Freddie Gray. And, you know, all, I mean, it's, it's normally the complaints were coming from local politicians and activists and aldermen and, and local leaders about the money that was being raised nationally because the, the cameras were showing the pain and suffering going back to the nineties. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And they were asking Washington, D.C., where's the money? We know you got the money. We know you sent it. Where's the money? It never gets to us. Or if it gets to us, it's like a very small percentage. And we still keep, we need more, we need more. We know the money's out there. But see, before Black Lives Matter, it was the NAACP. It was the National Urban League. It was the Rainbow Coalition. It was the Al Sharpton's organization. I can go on and on and on and on and on. So now, in the 21st century, 2021 to be exact, and in the age of social media, you have a lot of organizations that are popping up, misappropriating groups, taking their names, and collecting money, monetizing. But I want you to listen to some more of the demands from, from the people in Ferguson. We're not begging for a handout. We're coming for what we deserve. Today, as we demand the $20 million to go to Ferguson as restorative measures so we can continue what we started, here's where we'll be organized. Annual commemorations around Mike Brown Jr.'s life, mutual aid programs, Black Panther-style programs and services to meet the needs of the people, community gardens and farms, and also organizing fellowships and stipends so we can fight white supremacy full time. This is what we started in Ferguson, and this is what we will continue. Well, you heard, you heard it, folks. And we're, we're going to find out if, they're gonna, if Black Lives Matter is going to hear the call. Okay, because, again, they say that they've heard the call for the, for the money, and they're saying, hold on, we're going to get it. We, we got you covered. But, again, the Black Lives Matter movement is not the same now because of the money, and that always happens. It happened to the Black Panthers. It happened to other organizations who were helping locally but because so much money was coming in, you know, it went to the heads of some of these people that started these organizations. So it's just a matter of time because, like I said, people 
are starting to ask questions. And when the questions start to be asked, then somebody's got to give some answers. Because if they don't give the answers, somebody else is going to give the answers for them. So I'm going to read a quote from Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors told the Associated Press that the foundation is focused on a need to reinvest into black communities. Quote, one of our biggest goals this year is taking the dollars we were able to raise in 2020 and building out the institutions we've been trying to build for the last seven and a half years. She's going back to 2013 when they were originally started. Colors, who was already active in her native Los Angeles, where she created her own social justice organization, Power and Dignity, Power and Dignity Now, became the Global Foundation's full-time executive director last year. Fellow, fellow co-founders Alicia Garza, who is the principal at Black Futures Lab, and Opal Tomedy, who created a black new media and advocacy hub called Dysphoria Rising, are not involved with the foundation. Garza and Tomati continue to make appearances as movement co-founders. In 2020, the foundation spun off its network of chapters as a sister collective called BLM Grassroots. The chapters, along with other black-led local organizations, became eligible in July for financial resources through a $12 million grant fund. Although there are many groups that use Black Lives Matter or BLM in their names, less than a dozen are currently considered affiliates of the chapter network. According to the foundation record shared with the AP, several chapters, including in the cities of Washington, Philadelphia, and Chicago, were notified last year of their eligibility to receive $500,000 in each, each in funding under a multi-year agreement. Only one BLM group in Denver has signed the agreement and received its funds in September. Chapters call for more transparency. A group of 10 chapters called the, the hashtag BLM10 rejected the foundation's funding offer last year and complained publicly about the lack of donor transparency. Foundation leaders say only a few of the 10 chapters are recognized as network affiliates. In a letter released November 30th, the BLM 10 claimed most chapters have received little to no financial resources from the BLM movement since its launch in 2013. That has had adverse consequences for the scope of their organizing work, local chapter leaders told the AP. The chapters are simply asking for an equal say in the thing that our names are attached to, that they are doing in our names, said Black Lives Matter DC organizer April Goggins, who is part of the BLM 10, along with groups in Indianapolis, Oklahoma City, San Diego, Hudson Valley, New York, and elsewhere. Quote, we are BLM. We built this, each one of us, she said. So, folks, that's just a little taste from the L.A. Times. And this story 
again, it's only it's only starting to bubble up. These questions were were being asked late last year, but it's starting to bubble up. And if you can, you can see that there's a strategy behind this. Now, who's behind it? We're going to find out because you know what they say, follow the money, <laughs> follow the money, because it could be a whole lot of white folk behind this. OK, because we all know how how white folks and black folks love to in that race card. Shameful. Yeah, we, we know how they do that. But, you know, we're going to find out what happens. So, again, folks. This is your black not Democrat podcast, and I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. This is season one, episode 30. Season one is coming to a close real soon. I'm, I'm waiting on uh, Sleepy Joe to go ahead and sign this, uh, the so-called American Rescue Plan, the $1.9 trillion. You know, I'm going to wait for him to sign it. He's going to close out my season one of my debut my rookie season as a podcaster. Ooh, I bet. Ooh, I can't wait. Can't wait to get to like season 10. But the real test is to get to season 10, which will be the end 2024, the end of the Biden administration. And we'll see how bad, <laughs> how bad Sleepy Joe effed it up. But we got to give him a chance. So I'm just letting everybody know season one, episode 30 today is about to close out. And you know what I, what I always got to say, you know, I got one thing to say before I go. Desperate Democrats stay woke. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen, tune in tomorrow for another episode of the black, not Democrat podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. See you tomorrow, folks.